Hello, good afternoon, welcome. It is the Everton Daily Live Extra chat on a Monday after we haven't won at the weekend this weekend, but we're still unbeaten. Yeah, still In the last week, we had three games in a week, yeah. Jack, and we didn't lose any of them. No, we've seen worse weeks from Everton, oh, haven't we? If just we a bit. Put it that way. Just a bit. We've had but, worse Mondays. Yeah, two wins and a draw. Um, mm. And only conceded the one goal as well. And did we really concede the goal, Jack? Was no. It, it was just a spawn yeah. written attempt at goal, wasn't it? So, yeah, things are still on the up. I mm. think we've not lost any ground on the bottom three, as mm. it stands, I think. Um, to 18th place, still five points off, still averaging a point per game. When you look at the games to points mm. ratio, and that'd easily be enough to keep us up this season. So, yeah, um, frustrating the way it ended, but I don't think there's any disaster talk going on because I think it was overall, like you say, a spawny goal. Mm. That usually leaves a bit more credit towards the team, doesn't it? And go, okay, well, normally that wouldn't happen, so we don't need to be too upset. Mm. I, I on Saturday, I was a bit disappointed. I got accused of being negative, a bit negative. Which is just, Positive, Baz. It's, 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 it's one of the, the few rare times in my time of doing this that someone's called me negative. I normally get people going, you're too positive, you need to be more negative. I think what people mean is, at, at every occasion possible, they want you to say what they're thinking. At every oh, single yeah, time. Yeah. Your I get it. Yeah, I get it. Okay. You should know better, really. I should. To be fair, I should, really. I shouldn't say what I think. I should just say what people want me to say. Um, no, I was just a bit disappointed then. First of all, I didn't think Brighton were very good. They passed it round nicely, but there was uh, there was zero time they looked threatening. Matoma was the, the biggest threat. Evan Ferguson, who I think is a great player, done nothing all day. And they were they were decent up to the final third, but it was always going to be through Matoma. Um, but it was when we had the ball. I knew that Brighton would have... I didn't think they'd have 80% possession, I'll be honest, but I thought they'd have 70 at least because um, they are very, very good at what they do. But I was just disappointed with us giving the ball away so cheaply when it took a while to get it back. And the second thing, I was... I think the manager should have made his subs. <laughs> Players were running on empty. The core eight was destroyed with the last, with 10, 15 minutes to go. Jack Harrison was blowing through every orifice and couldn't run. Ashley Young looked knackered because Matoma had, had given him a bit of a tot of time in terms of running up and down. He hadn't like got away from him too many times, but he had had a couple of runs in the second half where he got to the line and we smuggled it away. So that was only we ever... Was we knew what the threat was. And I think you can see it with the goal is that it's tiredness from Harrison. He gets done with a dummy, but it's not even a difficult one. You know, I'd rather Matoma cross the rim in his right foot than check back because he's more of a threat running at you into that to the byline. Yeah, definitely. I think we all wanted subs at the weekend. The argument was just who would it be? You know, Nathan Patterson seemed like the obvious one to maybe, you know, push Young up the pitch a bit, mm -hmm. replace Harrison, and then you yep. can almost double up on Matoma, effectively have two right backs on the pitch. Sean Dyche isn't going to change a back four with a one-goal lead. He's just not that type of manager, is he? You can understand the thinking there, though. I do think that was the move. The only other really logical substitutions were Dan Juma and Beto. I thought, again, I don't think Dyche trusts either of them in that type of game, mm. in that type of setting, with 15, 20 minutes left defending a 1-0 lead and not having the ball because 
Beto isn't as switched on as Dom. No. You know, he doesn't make the same runs. He's just not as aware as the space around him as Dom is. And when you need that out ball to be perfect, mm. you need the run to be perfect as well. And you don't always get that from Beto. The hard work's there, but the mental side of it is, isn't quite. And then Dan Juma just simply doesn't work as hard as McNeil no. or Harrison either. So, again, you can understand that. It's a game where... Adrisa Garnagway played well, don't get me wrong, but mm. normally with our first team out there, and Onana starting thinking, oh, I'd be really helpful if we could bring Gway off the bench mm. here, have him help us see it out. Obviously, he had to start, so we didn't really have another midfielder on the bench to, you know, maybe change with the core or anything. So it it's our lack of squad depth hurting us at the end of the day. You know, I always say I think we have quality squad depth, but we don't have squad depth in numbers. And mm. that's when you need your numbers. That's when you need fresh faces to bring off the bench, especially when you played midweek as well. And that would be my main criticism of Dyche and mm. probably my one and only criticism the why play Onana midweek against Burnley if he's carrying a knock. You know, you've got Gway there, bring him in. We know he's good hands. He can come in a safe pair of hands and just maintain that level of performance. He's not quite as good as Onana in this day and age, I don't think but he's more than capable. And then mm. if you're going to have to play him at the weekend anyway, in the bigger game, in the tougher game, rest Onana midweek and then bring him back in for the um, Brighton game. Mm. I think he he must have... As the manager said, he was carrying a knock in the Burnley game. He said he's been carrying a fight problem for a while. And then Didn't he after, say it was a calf injury? Uh, yeah, calf. Sorry, yeah, whatever, yeah, but, it um, yeah. whatever it was. He said it's been tight for a while. And then mm. after... Um, yeah, because he was limping. He was limping the other night against Burnley. Um, I don't know. I don't know. The manager made that call, hasn't he? And obviously, I think he said he could have started them, didn't he? he said, but he, he, the worry was that he'd have to replace him after 15 minutes. And it was like, well, what, 15, 20 minutes? If it goes, what's the point? And then he might be out for longer. So I understand where he come from. But yeah, listen, we, we didn't lose three games in a week in six days. That was just why I felt he probably should have made the subs. But it's one of them, isn't it? Like we said, they took it took a deflection. That cross wasn't even a shot. A cross that deflected. You know, we had a Michalenko's goal. Obviously, it Duncan went in, but it was on target. At least it was a shot where that was a cross, which we'd have probably cleared had it not ricocheted off Ashley Young and gone in the only place Jordan Pickford couldn't get it. Um, so you'd have to look at that. But I just, I just feel like we have we're gonna have to improve with the ball because and I think the players have to take responsibility of that as well. Um the playing in the Premier League. And if they're playing in the Premier League then you've got to be capable of getting your foot on the ball and moving. They just what Brighton do really the coach really well. But they just all move into space. They pass it and then move into space where we don't we we play a pass and then just watch it. And I think that's the big difference. Or we just smash it up in the air and hope Don wins it. But then we don't run off Dom enough because he does. He does win nearly every other, and there's like no one running in behind him, which is which is a bit mad. But overall, we got four points, and I guess it's that thing, isn't it? If you'd have said to me on the morning of the West Ham game, we'll get four of the next six West Ham away, Brighton at home, I'd have probably gone go ahead. Then. I'll have yeah. that, and I guess we've got to do that now. We've got Palace away, United at home, United. At the moment, just look like a very average Premier League side, so there's nothing to fear there. Palace away would be difficult, but they're beatable. You know, Burnley played them Saturday. Burnley could have could have been out of sight against them, and I know Palace end up winning because Burnley have got nothing in the final third. But that's what we've got to be looking at. 
Yeah, definitely. And like you say, a point against Brighton, I think there's a good few teams in the league who go, yeah, you know what, I'd take a point against them because they are just a good, well-coached side, aren't they? I don't even think it's necessarily about the ability of most of the players. Mm-hmm. It's just how well-coached into that system yeah. they are. Like you say, always showing for the mm-hmm. ball. And that's what we've got to learn to do to a degree as well. It's not about changing our entire ethos you know you can keep no. the defensive style of football and you know being good off the ball as is important as being good on yeah it, absolutely definitely. and yeah. We, we should keep all that just learn how to take care a little bit more have a follow-up plan for when dom wins that either mm. you know who's running off him dom needs to know where he needs to send that ball yeah. if he can and it's just little tweaks like that you know we don't need to be combat and brighton for who has the most possession no what's not... last time we did that we got b4-1 and I don't think that's what anyone's actually advocating for, is no, it? It's just, the, the let's thing, find another 5% on the ball. Yeah. The thing is, that's it, mate. And again, I, someone has put rather bizarrely in the comments um, something like, yeah, but if we have a possession manager, everyone will be wanting them out there. And I was like, I'm not talking about a possession manager. I'm talking about being better on the ball, going from 20% to like 35 which is still, in my opinion quite poor for a home team to have 35% of the ball. I get it. I get it. Nottingham Forest yesterday at 28, I think, and won 2-0. Other teams have done it. West Ham beat Chelsea with 24%. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, and I'm not saying there will be some games, but when we get the ball, we have to use it better. And again, I just I totally and utterly refuse this idea that people have been conned into that these players can't pass the ball. It's the same people saying that, but the same people telling me we couldn't score a goal and this team are relegated no matter what. And I said, they'll finish halfway up because they're easily good enough. And now we're proving that. And I'll be proven right on how we play the ball as well. Because you don't fall into this narrative that people put out that it's impossible to pass the football. When you look at Brighton's plays and you go, Pascal Gross, all right. Gilmore, yeah, all right. Uh, You know, Lalana coming to the end but all of these players wanted the ball Lewis Dunk who people used to call a guard dog is now like you say before he knocks the ball around brilliantly but he's because he's been coached to do it now, I'm not having a go with Sean Dykes for that what I'm saying is the players have to take that responsibility when we win it back because structurally we were obviously very good because they didn't have any chances they had a Lewis Dunk free kick they had nothing clear cut because we defended brilliantly and we were so well organised but when we get the ball, we have to be able to use it better. And these players are, in my opinion, passing the book by not passing the ball. They're kind of going, oh, I don't want it, and just smashing it for Dom, go ahead, go and do something with it. And they felt the lads surrounded by three men. So that's what I mean. I'm not saying I want us to be an 80% possession team because I was bored out my tits off with Martin as a football. But we have to be better on it and we have to look a little bit more comfortable. I think the manager said, kind of said this after the game as well yeah and it just takes a bit more confidence on the ball mm. that probably is the main thing isn't it and a bit mm. more responsibility of the player who's on the ball so now we've got to take care of this because mm. we've just spent 10 minutes without this and we've just got it back let's, yeah. let's take care of it it doesn't mean fiddle around the back for five minutes not no. getting up the pitch but just be a little bit more switched on mm. it won't change much in terms of possession numbers it just yeah, changed yeah. what we do with that and that's what we did in the first half we didn't have much of the ball then but we were very direct of it there was more confidence on the ball but if we'd have took for it and we if, got a goal if we'd have taken a little bit of care of the ball though it would have changed the possession because when you win it's so hard to get it back and you're playing against a team who loves the ball the minute you just smash it clear they've got it again yeah. so it's like 
No, I'm saying it, it's not no, we're changing. No, it to no a we're not going to all of a sudden degree. go to sixty yeah. percent of the ball, but it would help, wouldn't it? Um, but obviously going to do the final word, aren't we? So we're going to look more at that. But there was a story last night. It was Alan Nixon. He put it. It was on his podcast actually. A few people have picked it up, but it was on his podcast saying that triple seven may face a rival bid for Everton with uh, an Indian consortium with very wealthy and certainly one very wealthy businessman on it. Um, I'm very interested in Everton and, and, and I'm watching developments because obviously we had the news on Saturday that the Football Association had passed Josh Wander and um, Pasco as owners, whatever, but obviously that's not the Premier League and stuff. Um, so what when, What have you made of this? Because it, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because if the if they are there and want Everton Football Club, why not stick the head above the parapet now and go, we want it and we're going to, we'll pay you. I don't know what Triple Seven's deal is, but we'll give you a, a touch more, whatever, and we're here with the money. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah, it's interesting that we're seeing this sort of this late in the game. The seven 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 thing's been going on for a while now, and it's looked, providing they get the relevant approvals, it's looked like a done deal. Mm. Yeah, we've seen Josh Wander after the last few games. We know there was the money from seven 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 a while back to cover running costs and the likes. The fact it's coming this late on makes me think that maybe this consortium are just want to be seen as interested in Everton. Maybe, you know, it's a negotiation mm. tactic for something else they're going to do in the future. I don't know a lot about the business no, world, no, obviously, no. so this is just speculation yeah, yeah. on my behalf. But I would have thought that when the bid and war was a bit more open a while ago, they would have shown their interest. Everyone's known we've been up for sale for months. But so. was there really a bidding war, though, Jack? Because we had, we all thought it was MSP. <clears throat> Excuse me. We all thought it was MSP, didn't we? And then all of a sudden, and, and then there was talk, oh, it's a, a minority, like, you know, or 20%, whatever it was supposed to be. Uh, and then we hoped or we thought that they may well take over as it moved forward. And then we had this thing of triple seven all of a sudden, buying the buying, it's a full takeover. Yeah, maybe bidding war wasn't the right term. No, but I certain, wish it was. Yeah. yeah, while the market was a bit more <laughs> open before, yeah, yeah. 777 was so entrenched mm-hmm. in the club. And yeah. we've seen them cutting about with it. David Dine, David Dean, David Dine. David Dean. David Dean, that's yeah. the one. From Arsenal. Yeah, ex-Arsenal, mm-hmm. vice-chair, ex-FA vice-chair. Um, the prevailing opinion on social media seems to be that he's somewhat of a Farad Mashiri ally. Mm. He's got good relationships with him, so the fact he's cutting about with the people who want to take the club from Farad Mashiri. It's, you know, um, a clear tactic by them to associate themselves with a known name, mm. has good relationships with the selling party. I think that just shows another step of progression in 777 mm. buying the club, which, you know, th- the idea of someone else coming and taking a look is intriguing. It becomes interesting as well when you hear the stories about 777, you know, the, the red flags as they're called, and you think, oh, well, you know, maybe... If the lads have a bit less dirt on their hands and, you know, they're yeah. coming in with big money as well, maybe that's more ideal. We don't know much about these people. There could easily be stuff that maybe comes out about them that looks unappealing as well. But yeah, if it if it's going to happen, it'll need to happen soon because it looks like it is going to be 777. Yeah, I mean, I don't even... <coughs> excuse me. I don't even know 
what could happen now to discover this only if it's the approval that's it if they don't so the only thing stopping them from taking over yet is actually going to be whether or not they get passed by the Premier League and it doesn't seem to be or I've not seen any anyway any kind of um, (laughs) what can I put it there doesn't seem to be any any indication or any obstacles now that, that they're not... I've, I, listen, people will... We, we know the ESC does a lot of blogs and stuff and it is far more clued up on this than what I am. And will give opinions. And I've seen him last week saying, hinting that it's unlikely they have got the funds to be able to do this. But I just wonder how's it got this far then if they haven't got the funds. But he, he will probably know more than I do. So I wonder if that is simply the case. They're going to... They're just going to wait and see whether or not it does collapse. And if it does, um, someone will sweep in. And maybe then you might get a little bit of a bid more because obviously it, if it didn't go through, and we know that Triple Seven have put money in to sustain the club in the last few months, then that's another predator you've got to pay back, isn't it? Um, but then if you're really serious about the whole thing, then you wouldn't be bothered about that, would you? You'd... you'd Again, it depends what your end game is. If your end game is to win the Premier League with Everton, then fine. Then you will put money in. You'll put. You'll say, "Well, this is going to cost me two or three billion, and we accept that." So on we go, and we'll pay whatever we have to pay. Um, I don't mean two or three billion for the club. I just mean by the time you put money in, and by the time you pay the debt off, and by the time you put money into the team and develop things over the next five years, it's an interesting one, really. Yeah, the other issue is if 777 don't come in, what's going to happen with the money they've gave us so far? Or well, someone will have to pay it back, won't they? Are they going to immediately turn around and recall that? Because there was noise a while back as well that if they do take over the club MSP with the money they've loaned to the club as mm. well, aren't going to want an outstanding bill with them and will immediately recall that as well. The ESC could tell you a lot more about this than I could, but mm. I get the impression... When it comes to buying a football club and getting the approval that you have the finances to do it, it's less about actually having the finances and more just about convincing people that you do. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, I don't know what the relevant processes are for that, but we've seen in other sports as well, people who don't have the money have been able to come in and convince people they do. It, it wouldn't be the first time it's happened in no. sports. No, not at all. So it's, it's definitely a... I watched. I guess it's a watch this space, but until you see someone actually coming out and saying, "This, you know, we really want this football club, and we're prepared to whatever, and we want to return it to the where we feel it should be, and, and all of that, and that, and that," then this is just a link, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's another rumour for the time being, like I say, especially with the timing of it as well. I think if they really wanted to buy Everton, they would have stood a much greater chance if they'd come to the table two months ago. Well, that's it, isn't it? It's, it's you know, the the Indian businessman who's supposedly involved is Mukesh Ambani. It was worth 20 billion or something or whatever it is. Sounds all right. But he's in with... It says Chairman, well, the Reliance Industries, who he's part of, are worth $90 billion. 
So, therefore, that's not too bad, is it? But I don't know. I mean, Ped, is there anything in this, in your opinion, that we should be reading? Or is it is this simply, do you think, just Alan Nixon trying to grab trying to grab some you are our financial well, expert of course my due diligence yeah you know i can confirm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no how do i no what i meant no sorry no, in your I'll opinion you what, what i would say think? i would say think? i could imagine there are people out there with money who want to invest in a premier league team who also might be waiting to see what happens with the commission and where we are generally as a football club come the time of making a decision and they might be interested. The reason why they mightn't have put their heads above the parapet yet is they've waited maybe for somebody else to do all the hard work for them yeah, in yeah. a way. And maybe they'll come in at the last minute and get themselves a bargain of a football club because by the time if this falls through, I imagine Machiri will want to walk away, <laughs> just yeah, want to walk away yeah. with a little bit in his pocket. Um, And yet, why not? Why not an Indian businessman? I mean... There's a lot of wealth. There's a lot of wealth in for certain people, of course, in the subcontinent. And there's a there's there are people, people who are looking to expand their portfolios. And having mm. a Premier League football club, as we know, is a huge, huge um, asset and a huge also sense. There's a sense of pride of owning something like that. You can definitely walk in the men's room and say you know put it on the, put it all out there can't mm-hmm. you if you own a premier league football club so i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if there was people waiting and maybe this is just a name that's emerged i don't know where it's emerged from god knows where alan nixon's got it from mm. um these but, things do bounce around though don't they and people kind of dismiss them well, sometimes because richie keys has said that hasn't i wouldn't past. dismiss anything because the pro the thing with the world right now is obviously obviously there's a there's People with a lot of wealth, like like dirty, yeah. dirty wealth, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Like you know, yeah. and I know that comes at the pr- the price of a of a lot of people. But and that, what do you do with that money? You know, you see a lot of people. You see people getting into. Why would you get into like space? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like why would like the Premier League football club? And certainly one like Everton, which has got. A history and obviously he's got a stadium getting built as well. They can be, they, for, I can imagine lots of people just going, No, but we can get this for the bottom price, mm. like really, really low with a brand new stadium. stadium with it. And actually, in terms of Premier League, all that, all that, all those noises have gone away. We've put a little bit of money in, we could do something with this. So mm. it wouldn't surprise me, I'd, I wouldn't surprise me if it was three or four out there. But we probably just this is probably going to have to run its course, and we're probably going to have to have our emotions pulled around a little bit. Let's get it right. This seven seven thing again today. It's the more stuff today. I mean, no, just reading that article from oh. Jesse Ma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, reading that and seeing the apparently the final six hundred million pound losses, and there's it's it's not good reading. It's not, no. and even the David Dean stuff, I don't find that very interesting either. It's an eighty-year-old man who's been out of football for fifteen no, years. That to me, I don't find that. Very he was Bill Kenwright yeah. and Farad Mashiri's mate. So for me, I think he's just acting on Farad's yeah. behalf. He's literally just the middleman. But I don't think it's mouth, a, I don't think it's anything to be excited about. Though no. I've, I've seen people go, "Oh, David Dean's involved." He was involved in football fifteen years yeah. ago. If it I, was if it was fifteen years, if it was, even if it was when Mashiri come in, if he'd have took Everton for. 18 months and gone, this is what I think you should do. That's seven, eight years ago. You know, but now 
it's moved on again. I mean, look at it. Look at the difference in when Mashiri took over to the difference now. It's moved on that fast. You know, when Farad took over, FFP hadn't really in the Premier League really settled properly. You were still in a little bit That's of a what grey he zone. Said himself, he said there's a small window. Yeah, before this. I I, I generally think I generally think the guy from um, the guy from Man City who was involved in seven 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 is oh, a lot more Rams interesting. Feels... Yeah, he's a lot mm. more interesting than David Dean. Oh, he is, yeah. He's been part of a multi club system. I'm mm. seeing how that's working now with Girona being top of the league in, in in La Liga because it's not even about players; it's about sharing the expertise mm. between your football clubs. That's a lot more interesting to me than David David Dean getting involved. The mm. guy who happened to be the chairman of uh, of of Arsenal or chief executive, whatever you want to call it, Jordan. Obviously, the Arsene Wenger years. It'd be like going back to like when Sir Alex Ferguson was winning trophies at Man United and plucking their CEO or their, you know, do you know what I mean? It's getting like David players as well. Yeah, mm. Paul Ince. We're getting Paul Ince. Uh, things move on in football very, very quickly, and you need to have the people who are on the ground right now who are, or the next ones who are, who are, who, that's who, that's who I'd be impressed with. I'm not impressed with this. Yeah. You know, I'm, is he being brought in to be involved, though, or do they just want to be seen with him? And he, they want like his expertise. Being... They want his expertise. If you need the piece, they, they had they had him into their offices in Florida and there was this idea that almost like if you listen to read the piece of like almost like a almost like you know the top of his field but that's not the way I look at it I and I'm listen I might be massively wrong but I, I think football I think you have to be at the sharp end of the stick I think you have to be there doing all the modern things rather than Get relying the next one yeah relying on someone who did it 15 years ago you can take of course you can take expertise of course you can mm. But let's remember, this is the guy who wanted Mishiri and Usman off to take over at Arsenal as well. So, yeah. you know, that's one of the reasons why he's not at Arsenal. Yeah, not a great track record, is it? I think just looping back to the Indian consortium, right now we don't really know how deep they are in this, where we stand with it. I think it'd be good for the football club if they were genuinely interested in getting involved because it would at least offer another option. Right now, 777's main green flag is that they're the only ones no mm. one else really seems to want us or hasn't been spoken about in that yeah. much detail and you know they're obviously the front runners but if we could have someone else come to the front would have something to compare to not just financially but in terms of business practice as well do they have the same sort of negative press associated with them that 777 do if not that's it's a point of the consortium isn't it it'd be the more heads that are involved and are interested, good, because it means we have more pick and we're not just going with someone because they're the only one. No, you're right. You're right. It's one that, like Pets just said, we're just going to have to let play out, aren't we? If these are really serious... Um, then come uh, in for a chat. Yeah. Well, if they're, listen, if they're really, really serious, it'll develop, won't it? They'll make yeah. more noise and they'll... But, if 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 triple seven are that far down the road, you see, I, my worry is with this, and again, I don't know whether this is accurate or inaccurate. I'm just saying it from bit bits you've read. There's all of the reported losses for their for their organisation, so that's a worry immediately because we're a football club that needs money. We can't afford. That we can't be, be doing losses. that. Um, and the other thing is. Have they really got the funds that is needed? So, if you're the Premier League and you're looking at trying to grant um, these people 
permission, if, if, if for want of a better word, to take over one of your um, one of your stakeholders, which is what they are. And, you know, the, the, one of the shareholders aren't they? Everton, the twenty clubs that are there. If you're if you're allowing them to take over there, you have to be certain that these people are have got the money for a start, because otherwise the whole administration thing and it's you let them in, we'll go after the Premier League. We can't see it, will we? As fans, we, we don't get a balance sheet to go, look, lads and girls and, and everything else, there is all our money and we're going to put that into We've got enough money to buy your football club, to run it properly, to employ who we need, to spend money on players, whatever, whatever, whatever. No one's going to come out and do that to the fans. I understand that. I get it. But the show, we have to trust that the Premier League are given um, some kind of insurances that it is all there and that they can develop the football club and they can keep the club going and they, they have got... Because the, the money, the money, the losses, if you read the article, they're just borrowing. They're borrowing heavily. Mm-hmm. Above, that's where the money's. Going. So how do how do they like in your opinion? And I know you've read more of this than me. To be fair, how in that case then can they demonstrate? You think to the Premier League that they have they have got all the money to do what is needed to run a modern day Premier League football club? I don't think they can. I don't. I don't so therefore, how would you know if you were the Premier? And I know it isn't. I know it doesn't work like this. But if you were the Premier League, and like Jack's triple seven. And I keep giving stories out there about mm. how bad Jack is at paying or how much he owes or has he done things correctly. Surely someone at the Premier League, whoever it is, are kind of going, this isn't good, is well, it? They probably are. That's but the but the the latest article is that is the this this holding companies and different people are buying different things and the money just seems to be getting passed from one place to another and they bring, mm-hmm. they're getting loans in from a large um, hedge fund that gets money from deals with insurance companies and okay. it's very complicated, like it's way above my pay grade. It's, yeah, yeah, but no, it's, but, but, I was asking you as a fan. No, no, but, but mm. certainly they, they, can they demonstrate then that financial, mm. can they demonstrate that that's, now maybe they can if yeah, they, yeah, yeah. if they produce I wonder how it's one done. set of figures. Hmm. I just think it, if you've got a what they've clearly done is they've gone big, they've gone early, they've bought a lot of football clubs, they've they're, they're using debt, and maybe one day they think this portfolio is going to pay off. And it might do. And might it's you? a risk, but surely if you're one of the football clubs, you're at risk if it doesn't come off. You're the collateral damage if it doesn't come off. You know, and that's that's the problem because they own you. Can they then just decide to go? Well, we own you, so actually we're taking some of your money away from you to pay our debt, which is essentially what Manchester United do in a way. You know, we, we don't own make you. We own you. That. We've got debt. You pay the debts, the, and and that's a very dangerous position to be in. Surely it is for us. And straight away, if that's if that's what we're learning now before they've even bought us, then surely. That should be enough for someone to say these. This doesn't add up. Mm. Now, whether they've got the bottle to say that, yeah, but I, I don't know. They've got to, the haven't they? If that's the case, though, they've got to to protect the football. Of club. course, but it's again, it's that thing of like, again, legally, 
what did he need to produce and what what don't they have to produce? What, like, yeah, what criteria? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like on? like that's the problem, isn't it? It's like you're asking for a set of books from them. Well, what if their their books don't have any of this information and all the information? Because one of the clubs apparently is not even owned by them; it's owned by their sister company called uh, Six Hundred. And they're like basically like mm-hmm. bottom between these. themselves and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and actually the clubs are being bought by an acquisition company and all these kind of things. And this is where it becomes very complicated and people like the Esk and John Blaine will know a lot more than we will because it becomes this thing of like, you get entrenched then in the business world and how mm. we as, as normal normal people just trying to about football supposed to understand this football. I'm sure there are people out there, by the way, who do understand this football. I don't <coughs> want to dumb down any of our audience. No, no. But saying we're just saying we don't. No, no, we're not trying no, to no, put it out there. The thing about it is, it's not even that you don't. We don't understand it, or I don't understand mm. it. I don't understand the criteria that's no, needed. I haven't yeah. got the that's the info. big thing, isn't it? It's like mm. you could know all the information, and these could come around and go, "Yeah, but actually, none of that really matters because that's not in the none of that's in the in the small print. It's can you can you demonstrate you have the money? And they go, "Yeah, mate, here's my bank records here." Yeah. But what you're not seeing is where that money comes from. I want to know. I. You know, I'm watching payback at the moment, which is actually quite good. I see these around. But in that, how about shell companies and our money is just like being put into these things and it, it's not real and stuff like that. And you're like, you know. Oh, it's dead easy. This stuff, you know, this I, stuff you is, know it was... seems to be really, really easy if you've already got money. And we mm. see that every day in day without being political. We see that day in, day out, don't we? About. Mm. Um, People who seem to have lots of money, people just throw money at them. Mm. Oh, take this money, go and invest it. Oh, well, that's fine if they if they've got access. And I'm, listen, Triple Seven might be able to bat all this away comfortably, and I've got all the money. I'm not saying they haven't. I'm just saying when the stories what keep we're rolling, being told is different. What are the Premier League like? Ha, at what but stage not, did the Premier League it's go? Not the pre- oh, it's not, not the sure. Premier League, really, is it? It's the the other one, isn't it? The actual financial services one. That the the FCA, is it? That's the test they have to really pass. They're the mm. ones who really, really look into it. Well, they should look, shouldn't they, then, and go. And listen, if they do, then what else we can do, I suppose, is get behind it, because we don't know, do we? Yeah, it, it's very complicated, <laughs> like you say. Yeah. But I just know, and look, they might be squeaky clean, what we're being told at the moment is different to that and we're not hearing from them. Just going off what we know, in their statement, they said their way of running clubs is lowering costs but increasing value. Now, I know they're early into this project, but 600 million losses doesn't doesn't sound good, does that. it? Those no. are two very different things. Mm. What 600 million losses implies is invest heavily early on to improve infrastructure yeah. and value, and it, it'll pay off in the long yeah, run. That... What they said was, oh, like the club's going to make a profit, it's going to be self sustainable. We're going to, yeah, players might go for big money, but we'll replace them with mm. same quality for, for less. So the statement and the actual practice so far are, are very different in that. That's slightly we'll have, to, we'll have to see. LPG on the Super Chat, thank you very much, mate. Says, uh, afternoon, boys, City fan here, but I've got huge respect for Everton, unlike your neighbours across the park. Uh, hope any takeover works out well for you. Cheers, mate. Ask the Sheik if he's got a mate. Yeah, see if the Sheik's got a mate for us. It's the whole thing we want is we just want to plan, don't we? We just want to know that these people are attempting to try to put Everton back challenging to get into the Champions League. You know, you're a first and aiming for the Champions League and one day aiming to try and win the Premier League. Might never get there, but trying to do Just that. on an upwards Put an upward there and trying to get after trophies and stuff, which is what football is all about. You might never win it. There's three cups to win in this country every year. 
Yeah, and people invest a lot of money, don't get anywhere near it. But you have to have the hope. And we need someone who Farab Nasheri for me was a fella who wanted to or him and his mate wanted to invest the money. Profit and sustainability didn't allow them to do it in the way they wanted to, but they done it in a way that to me was nonsense. There was no plan. It was just throw, keep throwing money and hope that it stuck. We need someone who's got the money, but also has got an idea how to do it. Like Newcastle, I've got obviously clearly got the money, but they've also got a plan and they're sticking to it and they're very, very competitive now. And okay, they might not get top four this year, but they're already in the Champions League and the they just beat City, United and Arsenal in the last few games. So they're very, very competitive. So that's what we want. We want that kind of thing of going, we will invest, we'll build the team up and we'll we'll have to piece it together. We've got this five year plan. And it we're can gonna, happen. Yeah. It can you can get there, but it does take hard work. You need to be lucky as in everything needs to go your way almost. But we need that hope. And we might not get there, but we need the hope that we're trying to get there. I don't want to be taken over in the hope that we just stay up. And some people, I think, have gone to that point now. They just want to be in the Premier League. Well, why? If Weather is 17 every years, year, yeah. is that all you want then to be crap? But as long as you're in the Premier League, because I think a lot of us have forgot what we go to football for, what football was about. Football is trying to win. Whether you're good enough or not, you try to build to get better. And I want owners who want Everton to try to win the league. They might not get there, but you're aiming for that. And you're doing it going, right, we've got a plan. Right, what do we need? Right, we're going to get that. We're going to get this player. We're going to try and make a profit and reinvent, reinvest it back into the club. And I think our fans, the way they are, would be all over that and buy that. Especially Stadium looks unbelievable right now. Yeah. Someone to carry it through. I, I think we just want to enjoy supporting Everton. Don't we? And without you know, all this, yeah, we just want to be able to win games and have hope that oh, things might get even better and mm. yet win the odd trophy and just be competitive. We're not, we're not asking for the world, we're asking for what every no. football fan mm. wants at the end of the day. Because, like you say, that's why we are football fans, you support your team mm. in the hope that they'll win things, that's it, we or at least win games. Th- there's no for me, there's no point just. And I wouldn't tell anyone how to do it, but my through my lens, and that's all I can ever look through my own lens, is like, go the match with like take Zach the match and see you know just season take it older whatever. I just want I want him to have a bit of hope, and I want to go and sit in Goodison and then in Everton's new stadium and see us going after teams and trying, going you know what we might we can do we can do something this year. We might never get to win in the league. It might just not happen because it. it the, the richer clubs are getting wealthier and wealthier, but there's always teams who buck the trend because they do things better than others. But to get to that place where you do things better than others, you have to have somebody with a vision. You have to have someone who's got the money, not the 500 billion that Newcastle have allegedly got or whatever, whatever, whatever. It doesn't need to be that. It doesn't need that. It needs someone with a plan, someone who can try to develop your commercial thing, but someone who pieces it together. Us as a fan base are ready to explode and get behind it. We're already behind it. We've had nothing. We've had nothing for years. And yet what we need now is we need the, the financial institution, whoever it is, who, who, at the FCA, I think it might be, who give approval. And we need the Premier League to go through everything stringently with these people and go, we need clear evidence. You've got access to this money to help this football club because you need this to keep it running and blah, 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 blah. 
because that's all we can really do. We we can't do anything. It's on Farad Mashiri. He owns the thing. If he decides to sell to you, there's nothing I can do about it. Whatever, do you know what I mean? That's all we can yeah. we can hope for. Because we need we need hope, Jack. That's all we need. And we need the relevant parties to go out. Eddie Grant said it. Eddie Grant asked Joanna to give him hope, and I'm asking. I'm asking. Whoever takes Everton over to give me hope. Yeah, Josh Wander, give us hope. Or, or whoever, whoever ends up And Barney, give yeah. us hope. Whoever just, it is. We just need the relevant parties to go over this to the finest detail they're capable of. Because like Ted said, the money trail is complicated and there's a lot of turns down that road. And it doesn't seem to be established right now where the money's actually coming from. So we need that figured out. We need to get a conclusive answer on do these people have the money? Yeah, that's all we need, isn't it? That's all we need. Um, and if not, find someone else. Hey, you. Find someone else. Uh, Root, oh God, sorry. Let's click these. Uh, Gary says, hello. Tom Newton says, I don't see much longevity in our current style of play, personally. 20% possession is embarrassing, really, and just hoofing long balls up all game. Even Luton yesterday strung more passes together than we do. Some people like it, but each to their own. Yeah, I think it, it's... I just said the other day, this can't be a long-term thing. We have to be able to develop. Right now, we're trying to get results and we're trying to get a level, I think, of result-wise as playing well, getting stuck in. Playing well, I mean, sticking to the plan, working out. But we do have to improve with the ball, Tom, definitely. GSD uh, says, doesn't this just smack of here comes a random bogeyman you don't know about? Not sure I'm convinced this isn't a strategy to get triple seven over the line, to be honest. Mainly because I think all people involved are untrustworthy. But then again, I'm a cynical arlash. Who knows what it is, mate? Uh, Georgie says Twitter in meltdown. I think we're a, in, we're a step in the right direction. James Kendall says, I've been having a debate with my dad since the game on Saturday. He's fuming at the performance, whereas I'm all right with it. I think we missed Onana in the midfield, which forced us to play long. But I think overall, the style is still there to see. My dad is fuming about our lack of possession and playing defensively, but I think it's just how we're going to aim to go forward for the rest of the season. And that's fine by me, as long as we're picking up points. I listened to both uh, your match reactions, and it seems your opinions mirror our own. Just wondering if you were annoyed or worried about how one-dimensional our play was against Brighton, and do you think it was due to Onana being out the side? I think missing Onana certainly didn't help, but I always think we were going to be around that sort of level of possession anyway, because that's how we played this season, and we're comfortable in that style now, and then this is the best on-the-ball team we've played since we've got comfortable in this defensive setup. So it, it was always going to be around that number, how much better we were with that possession. Onana could have made a difference, but I think it does come back to the style of play at the end of the day. Yeah, like I said before, I I just think we've got to be better than just kicking the ball anyway. When you work so hard to get the ball back against the good side, why are you just smashing it back to them to try to defend again? It, I, that was I, the bit that annoyed me. But I thought defensively and structurally we were very good. I didn't really have a problem with it because I just could see what we were trying to do was similar to what we tried to do at their place last year. But we just didn't. And it worked in the first half. I just think in the second half we'd run out of legs and that comes down to the subs, which is a different 
different mm. conversation altogether. The manager got the subs completely wrong. Mm. He should have taken Harrison off. Harrison was terrible yeah, on and Saturday. He was knackered as well. Ashley Young should have gone to right midfield, yeah. and Patterson should have gone to right back. Yeah. I'm not a genius for suggesting that. A lot of people know that's what should have happened, but he didn't. He tried to cling on again, and it come back to cost him. Mm. That we couldn't get up the pitch. We just couldn't because again, you. You're asking people to do so much hard work, and I think without keeping the ball for long periods as well. Because the thing about the twenty percent possession is this is where I slightly disagree with you. Is the thing about twenty percent possession is, but partly that's because of our fault though, because we give it back to them so many times. Well, but that's what I'm saying. But I'm saying that's because but people should be better in possession, yeah. and they weren't. And maybe if we had that, oh no, it's a Jack's point. Then we would have kept the ball because he keeps it simple and keeps oh. get, gives it and gets it back. But but with Garner and the team, you're not going to get that. So I think Onana was a massive loss. But pe- players have got to keep the ball better. They've got to, and you've got to you've got to like create situations and Har- again without digging Harrison out and say please don't start saying he's my new victim, but. He gave he gave the ball away far too many no, times didn't. cheaply, but indecisive. But also, as I keep on saying, and I think a lot of people will say this, if you haven't caught a fullback going past you, it makes your job ridiculously hard as mm. a winger. But look at them. Their, their fullbacks were so high in the second half mm. because they knew they could, and that's where Daesh with 20 minutes to go bottled it and mm. got it completely wrong. And that's not me going, oh, God, I hate Dyson. He got it wrong. Everyone with two eyes could see that. Mm. He should have made the sub. The, lad, the lads were knackered. It, you could tell who'd played midweek and who yeah, hadn't. The players were knackered. He didn't have to play. He didn't have a centre midfielder to bring on either. Mm. But that right back was so obvious because Matoma was the, was the threat. It's the only he was threat the threat had. all game. Mm. The other side was boxed off. We had the centre of the park boxed off and it was always going to come from their the left hand yeah, side and he got it completely yeah. wrong and that's where he's got to start trusting players even and we said this last season if you've got a team that are absolutely knackered and also mentally shot as well never mind physically players will run all day they're like they're like dogs in the park mm. but the the mental, the, mind. the mental toughness and the mental sharpness yeah. will go and that's where you start giving the silly passes away and stuff like that so bit of you know I'm, possession I think is just one of those things but that comes from a that comes from not being on the front foot a little bit more in in um, saying in those wide. Days. No, I'm not. I'm not throwing it all on Sean Dice. Far from it. No, I'm just saying we have to. I said this, but the players have got to take responsibility. You get the ball. You good. You're a Premier League footballer. The manager said this after the game, or said it to Andy Gray if whoever it was. The Premier League footballers, and they're there for a reason. They're the good footballers. So take the ball and move to Brighton. All I was watching what they did. It, there was nothing complicated. They passed it and moved into space and got it back and then moved into space. When Everton got it, we just panicked and just knocked it long. Instead of putting the foot on it and just knocking it back, keep it for a little bit. Let them let them press you, keep it for a little bit. And then try to turn it. But Harrison was, did have a poor game. Yeah, it's not a case of, oh, we need to have more possession and therefore that'll make us better. It's no. by being better, we'll have more possession and then mm. therefore they'll have less. Because some managers get that distinction wrong. They go, oh, the mm. more the ball we have, the better we'll be. Yeah. It's not It's not about doing that. It's if we're a bit better on the ball, we'll have a bit more mm. of it and then they'll have a bit less. I'm not saying, like I said before, I'm not I'm not saying we need to be getting 60% possession yeah. and dominating it because I don't believe that's the case. Right? That's what you do with it. Doesn't matter if you've got all the ball. I mean, Brighton done nothing with it on Saturday. There can't be a Brighton fan who genuinely could go, we 100% deserve to win. Because 
They had all Titans of the ball. Better accounted. Said least we deserved. Then there you go. The well, goal. there you go. But they all, you know, when I like Brighton, I'm a, you know, I like, love the Zerbi. Think he's great. I like Brighton. Think what he's done is incredible. But there was, there was no threat from them. Now, okay. If I'm looking at it from their perspective and we've had all the ball, I might be thinking, well, we deserved at least a draw. But don't think they could make a case they deserved to win because they had nothing. They had a Lewis dunk free kick and that was it. So for them to have 80% and not do anything with it, you have to ask questions or you praise Everton. So you've got to praise Everton that there was no space for them to do anything. So Sean Dyke's got that absolutely right. But he has got to look at players who were on their ass. And when you just keep kicking the ball back and the team starts again, you know what's coming. You keep kicking it back and they just come again. The players, you can't do that. for, And we, we started retreat, retreating from about 35th minutes. We started getting further and further back and they just had the ball. And yeah. it, at some stage, you need the output. Yeah, and regardless of how well-structured you are defensively, which we were, mm. by the way, the more opportunities you give the opposition to just fly back down, yeah, the more room you leave for bad luck to affect you. Exactly. And that's what happens. That's it, yeah. Uh, David says, morning, Jens. Firstly, four points from six. I'd have taken that. I would have taken that. Uh, and concerning triple seven, honestly don't know what to think anymore. I was so excited when Mishiri came back put the money uh, sorry put the management of the club almost finished us at this point I feel like getting the right people into the club is more important than the investment even though I know we must have new funding yeah we, we need people who are going to run it properly uh, Brian says we should have started with Patterson and had Young available from the bench later in the game giving us the options of where to use him yeah but even if he's I mean I had to start a Patterson all day long but even if he's gone with Young Still bring then Patterson bring on Patterson on, and then even if you want to keep Ashley Young on because you think we need his experience, take Harrison off, put Young in front of him, and say, "Listen, to Ashley Young, you could have said there near the end to Ashley Young, just follow Matoma wherever he goes, just stick on Matoma because really he's the only threat they've got." No, especially in the last 15, 20 minutes of a game as well, where you can effectively just double up on a player mm. because he's their danger man. He's the one that's playing for every time. Mm. And then you know what happens? We win the ball back more often. Exactly, and yeah. got a bit more of it. Uh, Cal says, I understand and agree in most concerns about Deitch's playing style and his inability to make subs. A criticism a couple of Burnley mates of mine also warned me about prior to him coming to us. But it's really a nice change not to worry about being relegated. A mediocre season and a cup run would be much welcome relief after the last two years. But I still don't understand the young over Patterson decision just solely for recovery pace. Does that make up for his rashness and inferior decision making? No. No, he trusts him now, doesn't he? Mm. Stan says, on one hand, it's a good point, but it's also two points dropped due to the lack of fresh legs when they could see they were knackered. They knew we were tired and made changes accordingly. If he doesn't trust the bench now, then we are done in, for the, I'm paraphrasing, for the rest of the season. Um, Deitch fit is bollocks. There's not a chance we can go through the season not making subs for tactical reasons, tired players or injuries. He's getting a tune sort of out of 11, but it's a squad game now. Deitch seems to be one for now, but he's not one to get us moving forward. He's just got to trust, hasn't he? He's got to just go. When the opposition can change half of the outfield team, mm. that's where the manager has to start in on his corner. You look at that bench at the weekend, right? Okay, we... 
and this is where it's thin. We haven't got a centre midfield player, right? We just have, we didn't have one because Onana was injured. Andre Gomez. I know people go Gomez is never the answer. I'm not saying he is, but he's a midfield player, and at least the worst he puts his foot on the ball, doesn't he? He he kept he name checked Delhi. I thought that was dead interesting after the game. They talking about Delhi and yeah. how he means about getting the ball forward and all that. So I, I imagine Delhi is in his plans, right? But we didn't have him either. So what could we? What could he do in the centre of the park? I didn't think James Garner had a particularly good game at the weekend, but I thought that Trisha Garner Gay had an excellent game. But they were tired near the end. So I, I get him not taking the Corey off. He was breathing through his arse, and Dan Juma probably. You can't rely on him to run back. But Patterson for Harrison. Even if he'd have left Ashley Young then and gone, I, I, to, and I, gone to Patterson, right? Just go and stand on Matoma for, for 10, 15 minutes, mate. Where he goes, you go. I didn't think Ashley Young had a bad game. No, I no. he looked after Matoma he, quite well. He was just well, looking tired. He was tired and he need, and He got and done. What, he got what, done twice before the goal. What I didn't understand about it was he made that sub on Wednesday night. He made the Patterson to right back. Yeah, and yeah. Actually, and that's why and actually young scored. Yeah, yeah. When we and were I, two up. And I just thought that was the most sensible thing in yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's like we invent the wheel. No, I just thought it was a he really, knows that. Ha, like, he said Harrison's not fit. Mm. And fair enough if he's not, he's not. He's playing him and there isn't much else out there. But I just think that's a dead sensible. Like the goal itself, and I know we'll do it more later. But the goal itself, the the gap between Ashley Young and Harrison is far too big. Yeah, they yeah. should be both on him. And if it's if it's if it's uh, Patterson, Patterson would actually be doing what Harrison's doing there mm. and actually running with them mm. and not letting them tame. And then Young comes over to him, um, closes it and down. closes them down a lot closer. And it, and that to me is just yeah, like, if you watch it again, Harrison. It's like the ball switched and you see him up. Yeah, he's like, oh, he's no. He's like, oh, and no. he runs out and then it's the turn. And yeah. it's Matoma, if you watch him enough, he generally goes back onto his other foot. It was obvious. Now, okay, the cross is not a good one and they're very fortunate, of course. Yeah, but for me, I would have just made that change. Uh, Jonathan says, everyone open this Indian group, Shambani, but it's more likely we get the Benkies, a Benki type. Um Cal says, from a triple seven point of view, I really want to know what a long-term plan looks like for the remarketing the team, or remaking the team. History means very little to newer markets, Middle East, uh, USA, China, and this can be proven by the success of newly successful teams like Chelsea and City. So how do we differ from clubs and gain long-term marketable success? Um, I always tend to agree with Baz when he mentions the missed opportunity of Hammer signing and ability to really exploit the Colombian market. Not a euphemism. I mean, Ped says it as well, Cal. Um, no, it is. It, it, you need new people, in my opinion, and brave people. Right. See, I I don't disagree with what he's saying. I actually don't think Everton um, get the Everton market. No. I don't think that... It, when you talk about exploiting new markets, I don't think Everton exploits the market the they've already market. got. I think there's 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 a there's thousands and thousands to almost maybe a million Everton fans in the world. If you if you were successive, successfully promoting yourself to those fans, you'd be making more money. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You need people who understand modern marketing as well, don't you? Not how it worked in the nineties or the two thousands. Was that yeah. something that's always changing? You know, there's always new marketing techniques. There's always a new place to market yourself on as well, or a new market to exploit, and that's why you need fresh faces who understand that i was when i was in paris i was in the shop and they've obviously got a korean player mm. like they properly properly marked like the shop was like 
So it was Mbappe, and then it was him. And obviously, that's the market they're going oh, yeah. after. You know, you look how how important Sun is to Spurs in that market. Like, I'm not saying we go and buy a Korean play, but the point being is, straight off the bat, they're like, who's the most markable player we've got? Mm. And and the, and I'm not again, it's the, it's two different, different things. Worlds, yeah. But that's the point, isn't it? You're marketing to to your fan base, and then saying what attracts you to come and. We don't. We very rarely do that. Have done that. Going back to the Hamas Rodriguez situation, mm. we very rarely get a player and go. We're going to throw this player everywhere. And we're going to make. We've said it for ages about making Dominic Carvalhoon the face of Everton Football Club, mm. making him. You know, this is a guy who, who you know, he's in all kinds of uh, exterior football. Um, you know, marketing, uh, and yet we as a football club don't exploit that that same player because we're so scared. We're so scared to put anyone on the front in case someone says something or he might leave or or whatever it is. It's like, well, if he leaves, he leaves. You just take him off the banner and put, like... James says, don't forget eight of these lads have played three games in six days, it was. Defo had tired legs, so we should have made subs. And Pat says, Dyke said to Gray, he wants them not to just hoof it. Turn and get it up the field doesn't mean hoof it in panic. Also, Pickford needed to pass it out from the back at least a little bit. Not all the time, but bombing it up to down. Dom is one-dimensional. Yep, and Pat also says, why did this draw against Brighton suddenly bring Everton Dars out the woodwork? We get a decent result against the top six side and the sky has fallen in and it's dyed out. We've been crap for nearly three years and the first sign of sustained stability is where it starts to kick off. Uh, I think it's the Everton lids here with the problem. The Everton Dars. Yeah, this this thing that like, oh, it's the Everton Dars. The worst fans have been the lids who moan. They're the moaners. I think that's Ever- exactly what an yeah. Everton Dar would say. Yeah. Well, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I, but I, think I, I, I don't see Everton that. I just Dar- think we should keep the football. Yeah, Everton Dar is more a state of mind than an age group, though. Yeah. You can be a 15-year-old Everton Dar. Yeah. I don't know, Jack. I, I, I haven't got a clue, it, It's Pat. a way of life. Yeah, it's yeah. a way of life. Everyone should do it. Right, There's I'm going. There's that. Chat. Oh, sorry. Before we go. There's a gun and gun. Here it is. Ken Sprayer, FTM on the super chat. Thank you. Says uh, this is an identical analysis of I put on Facebook, and I was assassinated for the negativity. Uh, well done, Ped, Baz, and Jack. Don't want triple seven. They're not suitable. Well, they've got to prove it, haven't they? Let's see what happens. Right, we're going to do more than a game. The link will be on here. Go over, subscribe to more than a game as well. We're going to be talking all the other Premier League games in about 10 minutes, and then we're doing the final word. So see you all in a minute. Hit the like button on your way else. Bye. Get the link.